going on part two, the last thing we left off saying was the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. And, you know, we see it every day. Yeah. We see it in social media. We see mm -hmm. it in, you know, like TV. We see it in script. We see it all around us. And we see it in our own narrative and mm -hmm. our own homes, our own neighborhoods, where we're supposed to, you know, protect, provide, you know, conquer together. But as a black woman, how do you see yourself or how do you see, you know, your own perception? Or how do you try to raise your niece along with your sister to love herself and appreciate herself despite what other people was going to say to you or to her? Wow. Um, I touched upon this a little bit the last two episodes of how we as black women are looked at within in the world day by day as i always talk about our hair because that's just something that is definitely just a signifier of you know us being different or other in comparison to um caucasian white people whatever you want to call them um but for me because you know people are like caucasian then some people are like white so i'm like ah whatever y'all want to call them so, <laughs> so when they be claiming mix and they be Irish yeah. mixed with European, and I just be like, you're white. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You remember Friday? Uh, the mom went. Uh, he was like, mm, okay, that's what I did. Exactly how I okay. am. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay, like that's how I feel when people are like, and that's i've heard people say like i want to be i would love to be seen as more than just that white girl you know i am irish honest and i mean i think that i get it because as a black girl people just say oh you're black you know you might get the are you mixed or you know whatever but it's like a you're black they group us all together they don't say oh well she looks a white person might not think to say, oh, she looks Jamaican or she looks from, like, she's from Barbados. I mean, maybe they do, but we normally are clustered together as well. So, welcome to the club. Mm. You know, y'all, <laughs> y'all are, you know, just, but anyway. um, For me, like I said, like, I'm a black woman, period. Like, that's who I am. Um, It's nowadays... Um, it's it's really important to raise your child and to give your child really good feedback and positivity when it comes to their appearance. So crazy because I was on Instagram and you know the show Blackish, right? With Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Yara Shahidi. Um, it's an amazing cast. Lawrence Fishburne and uh the grandma that plays the bomb black mom in like all of the movies. Nora, her name is Nora Roberts, I think, or Nora something. Um, or Ms. Roberts, because you know, can't be calling older black women by their first day. Ms. <laughs> Roberts, I think. But um, I was watching a preview on Inst like Blackish has their own Instagram, and I'm on their Instagram because I'm always surfing, and it's. They posted something, the younger sister, 
The father was doing the younger sister's hair. Half of her hair was pressed out straight. The other half of her hair was natural. And like she's squirming and she's like, oh, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. And her older sister comes in and says, you know, that's not how you do her hair. She's really tender headed, basically. So he leaves and on his, the father leaves and on the father's way out, he says, you fix that mess. And the little sister says to the older sister, can you do my hair? And like the older sister is like, uh, I got it. Like, you know, how older sisters just fly in and they save the day. But <laughs> it was because trust me, I know. But it's like when I thought of what he said, like you fix that mess. It's like we're conditioned to feel like our hair in its natural state is a mess. You know what I mean? Like it is messy or untamed. And I know we talked about this a bunch of times, but when I saw it, I, this, I literally was on Instagram and saw it today. And I was just like, he really said that mess. And I was reading the comments to see if anybody caught it. Cause I'm always like this, am I the only one that caught it? And one person said, so basically he subconsciously just called his daughter's hair nappy. And I was just like, that's what I thought. But nobody else really thought nothing of it. So, be, and the reason why nobody else really thought anything of it is because that's normal for us to say, we got to tame this man. Our hair is a mess, this, that, and up there. So, you know, I think for me, and I don't have any kids, but my niece is like my adoptive, adoptive child. And my niece is basically everything to me, especially because I don't have any kids of my own. Um my niece when it comes to her hair i try well i don't say anything negative about her hair to her at all like i don't you know say anything and my niece has beautiful thick hair and we don't if whether we feel like doing it or not or whether we feel like whatever we don't voice any of that at all like, we don't say, let me fix this head. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that were said to me growing up, like, this hair is a mess. I got to fix this hair. Like, you know, and I mean, the listeners, like, if you're black and a woman, you're probably familiar with what I'm saying. I really try to teach my niece, who's only three years old, but still sometimes, like, I'll catch her saying little things. Like, um, apparently there's a Rapunzel doll. The Rapunzel doll is black with blonde, uh, black child, white with blonde hair and blue eyes. I don't know, what was I thinking? White with blonde hair and blue eyes. And Rapunzel, everybody knows her hair is like ridiculously long. So I was doing my niece's hair and she said something like, Auntie, I want my hair to look like Rapunzel's. And I was like, no, your hair isn't going to look like Rapunzel's because you are Scotland. That's her name. And, like, she got an attitude because my niece is, like, fiery. So she's like, no, I want it to look like. And I was like, no, your hair is going to look like yours because your name is Scotland. And I had to, like, really, and she was mad. And, like, you know, when she calmed down, um, whenever she gets mad, I make her sit on the step until she's finished crying because I can't, like, go sit down. But when she came back, I was just like, your hair is beautiful just the way it is. Like, your hair is better than Rapunzel's. And she was, like, digging it. Like, okay. 
Like, it's just little stuff like that. You have to make sure that you nip in the bud so that she doesn't grow up or little girls don't grow up wanting to look like. Because wanting to look like Rapunzel at three years old is turns into I want to look like whoever, whatever white female is out 10 years from now. So it's important for us, you know, I mean... When I was growing up, people were, like, the natural hair movement is really booming right now. When I was a kid, yes, I did wear my hair natural sometimes, but getting your hair pressed out for picture day was definitely still a thing. Now, like, kids are, like, wearing... I don't know nothing about that. Hmm? Yes, you don't. I don't know nothing about that. But, I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen girls, like, in your class that had their hair done, pressed out or curled up, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, a lot. But speaking of not to get off subject, speaking of that and the whole Rapunzel thing, I just thought about in fifth grade. We, first of all, in my personal opinion, fifth grade is when I was in fifth grade, it was 2005. I feel like that was back in the day for us, kind of, you know, still recent. Mm-hmm. But that was too young for what I'm about to say. We had uh, a girl in my class. And she had weave, mm-hmm. not even she had long braids, like braid braids that you see. And they, I guess y'all call them like the micro braids. Mm-hmm. And she was only like nine years old with them, mm-hmm. but she was really tall. But she was only nine with them. Mm-hmm. And now I look back at it, I'm like, why would you, you know, put your child through that? Mm-hmm. But back then, it, it was funny to us mm-hmm. because one of her braids had fallen out. And while she was eating. Oh, gosh. And, you know, when we little kids, you know, we like, ha, 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 like, take care, da, 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 da. And, like, you know, we little boys. Like, we, we, we don't know all that stuff. You just know your hair fell out. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So I think about it now, and it's like, that story just randomly, randomly, that story just reminded me of that. Because, it was like, at nine, how do you sit your child in the chair for hours? to get some of them, the micro breeds on her hair. She's only nine, ten years old. Right. Yeah, that's... Regardless if she wanted it or not, it's just like that, to me, now I look at that, that was too much. Yeah. It's, um, it's like when I was a kid, little girls was definitely getting cornrows and stuff like that, but... A lot of times, if it was picture day, it was still kids getting their hair pressed out. And then, but it was some girls getting their hair braided. But micros, fifth grade, I don't think so. Might have been, but not really. That's what you call them, right? They was, they was really long. If, well, if they're really skinny. Micros are really, really skinny. And micros normally aren't long, but they can be. But micros normally are micro. Really, 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 really skinny. Now, the thicker braids are normally, like, the poetic, ju- the poetic justice braids or whatever. Like, the thicker ones are just individuals. I feel like that's too. She would have been too young for that, even, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But, nah, it was all the way down to her, oh, that's, down to her back. Yeah. Now, I will say, in fifth grade, there was a girl. She was Liberian, and they braid. Not they, but like Africans are known for having like the bombest hairstyles, especially when it comes to braids. But she used to wear like 
she she had braids, but her braids weren't long like that. Like, it's a tradition for a lot of black girls, African or not, to have braids and cornrows and hair added or not. My only thing about when the hair is added is how long is, you know, sometimes how long is too long? Like, if you're going to do a little girl's hair and if you're going to add hair, my opinion is don't make it to her butt. Like, give, like, she should still look like a little girl. You know, like, if the little girl has, like, because now a lot of little girls, they now they have their hair cornrowed like how Beyonce did to the side. And they'll do, like, the beads and stuff. And I don't think that's, like, a bad style, even though it's a little, it's a little grown for me because a lot of, I don't know, it's a little grown, but it's not the I mean, it's okay. It's cute. But when the braids are really long, it's like, come on now. Like, that's a little bit grown. In seventh grade, I definitely had my braids in. My cornrows. And I definitely had a picture of Alicia Keys. And I told my cousin, like, this is how I want my hair to look. And then, and then like, thinking about it, my hair, the cornrows that I had were probably to the middle of my back. Never to my butt. Like, to the middle of my, like, my bra strip. Like, girls can probably relate. Like, to the middle of my back. Um, and people would say they were a little long then. But it was, it was like, it was beads. It looked like, a, I looked like a kid. Some of these styles, it's like, it looks a little grown. But I really believe in black little girls being black little girls like with the like braids and the beads and like the fun hairstyles like i think that that's just a part of your childhood that's like that should be celebrated and i feel like with my niece or with whatever like black little girl like i teach at a camp a summer camp in the summertime and like i'm always into making sure that any child you know, especially a little girl knows how beautiful she is because to the world and to the white male patriarchy, we're not that. So in the home, in the home, in the classroom, in its private realm where you're around your people, whether you're related or not, whether it's your black teacher or your black principal, I feel like it's our job to make sure that our kids are valued. And we're talking about little girls, so make sure that our girls are valued because they need that extra loving. So when they go out into the world, they're able to have, if somebody tells them that they're ugly and they they look like whatever, they won't believe it. Like, that's a huge thing. Like, if you don't have that self-love, I mean, that's really what it is, like, you don't possess that self-love. It starts early on and it starts in the home and it starts with whoever's raising you. If you don't have that, then you have self-hate, obviously. It's very simple, but it's complex and it comes out in different times. So for me, when I have a niece that is a little black girl, a beautiful little black girl, I make sure like even before bed, we always like say like I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm Scotland, and my mom thinks it's like silly because it sounds like the help. Have you ever seen the help when 
I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, Viola Davis is the maid, and she's telling a little white girl, I'm small, I'm beautiful. But I didn't even think of, like, that was the correlation. <laughs> like, I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm important, or whatever she tells that white little girl. But I wasn't, like, trying to be like that to my niece. I was just trying to help her have that self acclimation like you know i am beautiful i am smart and i am scotland i'm me those two things are a part of me so like every night before bed it's crazy because i started off just saying it to her and now she says it to me and it's so funny like she'll be like i'm smart like she says it real fast but like soon she'll really know what it means and like she'll say it or she'll know it she don't have to say it she'll know it so that's for me something that i kind of do with my niece because I have her all the time and like basically that's how it is but like for you you know one like I know you don't have much access to children but as a black man how important do you think that it is for black men whether it's fathers husbands or whatever to um, affirm black women black little girls like how important do you feel that it is to do that well for one it definitely it definitely starts at home uh whenever i do have you know my eight kids you know, oh my gosh here you go um <laughs> <laughs> however many girls are we not going to be watching reality tv i may watch it you know by yes. myself or with you while the kids playing around, we in the back. Yes, yes. But I should have said you. That was. I'm not gonna have. Like you, you understand. I'm not. Yes. Gonna react, I'm not gonna do any ratchet reality TV because mm-hmm. I want you to see positive images of yourself. I want to put four positive images yes. of black women in your head. I don't want you to see people throwing gems for attention. I don't want you to see fight. I don't want you to see cussing. I don't want you to see none of that. Yes. So I want you to know that you are more than entertainment mm-hmm. for these people. And unfortunately, that's what, actually, it's not even unfortunate, that's what, because we've been entertaining for people for the longest time. Mm-hmm. We're in it, and we just talk about it. Uh, Barricos Club, Madonna, predominantly black. Mm-hmm. All VH1 shows, predominantly black. Right. And I say all of them, because you got New York, you got Flavor Flay, you got Basketball Wise, you got Baller Wise, you got. Love and hip hop, mm-hmm. four different franchises now. All of those predominantly black, mm-hmm. but the companies are white. Yeah, white people making money off of black people. Same. Yep. We've done this our whole lives. Sued are famous. I'm I'm gonna be irritated because I can't think of her name. But you remember when Kim Kardashian did the uh, the photo shoot with the glass on her butt, and everybody was mad because it came across as ignorant because it's related to. This woman who's putting, who basically puts like a human museum over in Europe, mm-hmm. a black woman. I'm going, I'm going to say I have to look up the name. But as, as far as that, and even further, like we've been used for entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's just now that it's not slavery, now it's just not, you know. It's a modern day slavery. Not dance, right? We just, they just getting paid to act a fool. Right. And I'm. And it's terrible because we had, I didn't appreciate, okay, and I was younger, 
funny thing, I didn't like the I, I love the Cosby Show, but I didn't like the Different World. I just now started recently watching the Different World, and I recently started to like it, and I'm appreciative of it because even though I didn't like it, I can see that it inspired a lot of Black people around me, and not even around me in general, to go to college. Mm-hmm. To and that's what I miss. We had shows like that to inspire Black people to go to college, right. to inspire Black people to do more. Mm-hmm. Even when you had like the first Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith was playing around all the time. At the end of the season, well, at the end of the series, Carl comes going to college, Will was going to college, mm-hmm. Ashley was starting, and she was going to other school. You had people that was doing well for themselves. Even Hillary got it together. Right. So. It was a time for play, time for school, and we had a balance. Nowadays, all you see is fights, drink throwing, right. bitch this, bitch that, all that other thing. And we all guilty of indulging it because it's entertaining. Right. However, I would love for it to not be the level that it is. And I have a lot to do with social media. Social media has made a lot into what society deems as entertaining because if we look at the love and hip hop, we look at the basketball wives versus flavor flav. Mm-hmm. I love flavor of love and I love New York. They was all of them was reality show but it was a different magnitude. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like yes New York was the original. We all know this. Mm-hmm. And she would be quick to, you know, cut somebody out do it, but she didn't have to fight. Mm-hmm. Only time she actually seen her fight was when Pumpkin spit on her. Mm-hmm. Iconic. You didn't see her, right? <laughs> you didn't see her throwing drinks and all that. You didn't see no. She cut you, and she cut you with her words, and that's what hurt a lot of them people. Mm-hmm. Even on Flavor of Love, all them women got into arguments, whatever. But you only fight you really seen besides New York on season one. It wasn't even a fight when Bucky pushed crazy in season two. Mm-hmm. You didn't see them fight. Now people, you paying, you paying them to fight. Bad Girl collapsed the 17th season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 17, because it was entertaining. People watched all 17 seasons. Yeah, that's something so that. So I, I had to cut that out. That's you can't do that. You know, we got to show the positive images of themselves, right. the positive images in the black community, mm-hmm. black men, black boys too. Because you're not about to be walking around here thinking all you are is a thug or all you are. Is, is gonna be a basketball or football star mm-hmm. or a rapper, which also goes into like I said, you know, if the we are entertainment because we are. Yes. We can it. He was on a field. He was he was quiet. He was a good little health nigga. Now he's out. He's speaking about now. He's a problem. Now they don't want to own him. They don't want to sign. Right. Not own him. Excuse me. Sign him, which is another issue I've always had with the NFL because you basically it just legal slavery. If you ever seen the combine, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched videos of it, um, but they racing them, they measuring them, they seeing how big they are. It, it, it comes across as slavery. When they used to measure the slaves to sell the slaves, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And that's where it comes from. And you uh, know, that's the honest truth. And hopefully, you know, I said that people will realize what I'm saying, and they will like realize that you know we got it change this or do this because at the end of the day black people have the power mm-hmm. yeah we're not the majority but we got the power well yeah you could refuse to do that you don't have to be on these reality shows and 
it's like I remember like I was watching again I was on Instagram surfing and I saw this thing where Chrissy from Love and Hip Hop the original New York the original OG um, she and she was definitely one to always get into stuff on TV but she had said to one of the producers that she felt that um, she was always being coerced into these situations where she had to fight or it was like a lot of drama she didn't want to be around yandy but you know they put her they around, bring her around yeah her. every time you turn around she's around yandy so it's like she was like you know i let you guys into my life and my engagement and to all of this stuff and all i ask is that i that i could not be put around yandy and she really was upset with that and that's one of the reasons or probably the reason why she left was because she knew i mean they really was turning her into i don't want to say a monster but her actions were really she was really getting into a lot of drama she was fighting she was arguing and that was obviously not what she was originally trying to do so it's like she left like and you know but that's an example of someone that did decide to walk away you know you know so i think that we can say no to everything altogether but it's like how hungry are you to have fame how hungry are you to have acceptance and like you said if such a good point for kids to not watch love and hip-hop because if you grow up watching stuff like that then you might want to be on a show like that. You might think that that's okay. So when it comes to like going to college and getting an education and being a reality star with all this money, then what would you choose? I think reality television normalizes or tr- excuse me tries to normalize behavior and it's not it shouldn't be normalized like we all have we all know somebody that might fly off the handle black or white it isn't just a black thing it isn't just like you know it's a white thing it's a Latin. we all have a friend or a family member that's gonna fly off the handle but when the show is full of people who fly off the handle or when the show just showcases that type of fighting or that type of drama that's the problem and like that's such a good point that you wouldn't want to expose your kids to that because yeah we watch it you know but the kids don't need to see that coming up you know like it's just the examples that they set kids are so impressionable that they can suck that in and they could be the next reality star that does that type of stuff so I think it's good to definitely change, to make sure that you are really in control of what your child sees and make sure that they know the difference between, if they do see something like a love and hip hop, they know that that behavior is wrong and they know not to emulate that type of behavior. So that's definitely something that kids should, that you should do with a kid, your kid or anybody's kid. You know, so I agree. You know, I'm getting tired of these shows portraying us like, you know, whatever. I mean, 
but since the beginning of time, I mean, we flip minstrel shows and, you know, mammies on TV and, you know, buffoonery and bojangles, like, throughout time, that type of entertainment has been out there and that for a moment in time that was the only defining that was I mean it was the only roles for black people for a long time was the Bojangles and the mama the mammies and all of that so while I don't knock those people for doing that they broke barriers without them we wouldn't be entertaining the way we do now besides the love of hip-hop stuff I mean they did break a barrier but they also introduced white people into our world where they felt like we were ignorant and that's all we did all day like I just feel like these people now like it's the new Bojangles and it's the new whatever I'm not I feel like those people. They played an act. They played. Yeah, the it's an act. Versus now, people are really this doing is, that. Yeah, it's your everyday this life. Different forms. Yeah, because I, on the one hand, I don't want to downplay the people that paved the way for us, the people that played the house, the women that played the housemaids, the men that played the butlers. The like, I'm not downplaying that. But even they knew that they deserved better. They just took what they were given. Like, and they took what they were given and made it and made a way out of no way. Now, you don't. We have the option. Yeah, we have you the don't. Tools you don't have for people to. choosing to be the fool. Yeah, and it's like black people are running these shows and producing these shows, and basically encouraging this type of behavior. So it's like why like you you know that people are fighting every episode they're cursing you know like why it's just like something that kids shouldn't watch and when you think about black women on television these reality stars and all of that it's like i don't want my niece even like no ever watching it ever thinking that that's okay like now granted we watch as adults and we pick and choose who we like you know and everybody is human but reality tv shows a lot of brokenness and for an impressionable child i'm grown i'm 23 i'm i'm i can watch somebody on reality tv and and point out their issues and say that's not me that's them but a child can start rapping and singing and acting like the person and you know you have a issue on your hands so definitely reality tv i i definitely agree with you that should be omitted from our child's you know what they should be watching but Yep, and they start at home. People want to complain about, you know, what's on TV and that their children are impressionable. But if you control what your child watches, you control and you can explain to your child you yeah. know, their reality of the situation, then they shouldn't have no problem. But if you 
the prominent people have allowed TV and media to raise and teach their children because of how society is. And not half the time, not even that far. We have people that are working two jobs a day, right. sometimes three. And they can't be home with their kids, they, you know, raise them, watch them, do like maybe how, like, you know, their mother or their grandmother did them because they have to go and survive. So TV is where a lot of these kids nowadays are learning their behavior from. Right. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, when you leave your child in front of the TV, that's what happens. But I'm not blaming parents. Oh, not at all. No. But I feel like we just have to try to do better. And if your kid is watching it, you have to at least let them know that that's not who they should grow up to be and that they shouldn't even encourage that type of behavior. I mean, you can't always watch your kid and know, I mean, you, you should know what your kid is doing 98% of the time. But if your child goes to a sleepover, you know, you don't always know what they're doing, what they're watching, what they're listening to, music. I mean, kids have access to a lot of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but and a parent that works two jobs or that's very busy with trying to make ends meet by not be able to have a to make sure what's going on but somehow some way you have to find the time to realize what's going on to make sure your kid is at least they know what they happen to see a glimpse of on somebody's phone is not acceptable like exactly so they should i mean i'm not i'm not saying showed your kid from everything but the images that they do see they should be able to decipher right and wrong. Like, it, you know, so that's the part of living in a world where you can't protect your kids from every single image, every single thing, but they should be able to recognize through your teaching or whoever is, you know, that women should not be cursing each other during drinks. You know, women shouldn't just be twerking. If it don't, like, it's just certain things that they should just know. Like, this is entertainment, but I'm not doing it. Like, there should definitely be a difference. So, I agree with that wholeheartedly. That that's images that kids see it influences them for the rest of their life. So we have to figure out as a people, do we want our kids to even? Well, we don't. We don't want them being exposed to all of that. And on that note, representation. 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 And one more time. Representation matters. Get into it.